been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to this special bonus edition of the Recruiting Future podcast. Back in April, I ran a live podcast conference on the future of talent acquisition in partnership with a team at TA Tech. We had 10 excellent speakers across five topic sessions, and I'm delighted to now be able to bring you the content as a series of podcasts. I'm releasing these every Friday for the next few weeks, so if you don't want to miss them, make sure you've subscribed to the show. Following on from the recruitment marketing session last week, this week's release is the panel debate on recruitment advertising. My highly knowledgeable guests were Ellie Hart, recruitment partner, talent attraction from Atkins, and KJ, CEO of Jovio. We're at a real inflection point with recruitment advertising at the moment, and this discussion will give you some clear insights into the strategies and technologies that will shape the future. The best thing to do to start with is to, I suppose, really set the scene in terms of where we are with recruitment advertising at the moment. It's been a it's been a very very uh, disruptive uh, twelve months. I don't have to tell anyone that, and I'm I'm just kind of interested to get your perspectives on the challenges that that we're sort of seeing in the market at the moment. So, I mean, Ellie, talk us through the the the, the sort of the recruiting challenges that you that you have currently. Yeah. So, I mean, within engineering, it's it's difficult anyway. I think pre-pandemic, we're working in a market where less young individuals are choosing to join or study STEM and come into the engineering realm. And a lot of our knowledge base that sits with the older population disappears as people get older and retire. So it's, it's always been a really difficult market for us to find candidates in any way. But you're absolutely right that the pandemic has had a real knock-on effect for us. I think one of the key things is that we're finding that people are a lot more reluctant or more nervous to move at the moment, um, which provides some huge challenges. I think there's a, a big piece around people wanting job security, which when you're in an already in a short, skill short market makes it very difficult. Um, I guess the other thing is we're finding that a lot of the advertising we do or a lot of how we get people's attention is through social media. And the result of the pandemic is that people are at home and they're on their mobile platforms a lot more and spending a lot more time on social media. However, the negative to that is we have a lot more digital noise that we have to try and cut through at the moment. So getting our voice heard becomes really challenging. And and naturally as well with that, human behaviour is changing um, our attention spans are getting incredibly shorter as well. Um, so we are having to rethink our strategy around how we advertise ourselves to make sure that we are grabbing attention and, and standing out. So there are a couple of our key challenges, I guess, at the moment. No, I think that I think that I think that makes a, a lot of sense, and it, it kind of really reflects what I'm hearing from from from, from lots of people. It's just the the challenges just seem to get seem to get harder and harder. So I'm uh, moving, moving that over to, to, to KJ. I mean, tell us a little bit about the sort of, you're coming at this from a, probably a slightly different angle, but you know, tell us a, a bit about the, the challenges that you're seeing in the market. What, what challenges are your clients having? What are you, what are you sort of working on? What's the, what's the environment at the moment? So I think uh, what Ellie said and what, what I'm seeing is pretty much the two sides of the same coin. And uh, uh, what I would say is people are very reluctant to come back to the job force, the workforce. Uh, now, you could call it as because of the stimulus checks in the U.S., 
uh, where a lot of people do not want to rejoin the workforce. Uh, 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 and uh, it's disproportionately more burdensome or in terms of difficult for women who have now two jobs to take care of versus one job they were taking care of earlier. So it's even harder for them to join the workforce. And, uh, and uh, what we are also seeing is many people at the start of this pandemic already skilled out to another type of a job, right? Because they needed jobs. So people who were there had now uh, gone to another job, right? If you are a fitness equipment company, which has a lot of gyms, those people have already taken jobs as drivers and warehouse workers. Now you don't even have them uh, or, or, or people who are in the haircutting business. We did some analysis on that and we realized that they've already taken some jobs and they're not willing to come back. So even finding workers are going to be difficult. Uh, so I would say demand is high, right? It's, it's, it's because the, the business are coming back. Supply is a bit up, uh, but nowhere near the demand. Uh, I would call it as the, as, as in, in this whole times, which is where the great rehire is happening, we are seeing the great divide in that sense. It's it's very interesting. I don't think I think it's one of the one of the craziest social experiments the world would have done at a global scale. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I'm guessing we'd all rather wish we hadn't we hadn't done it, but we are we kind of are where we are now. I'm going to sort of stick with 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 KJ to sort of answer the next question first, which is which is about the the, the kind of the evolution of recruitment advertising. Personally speaking, I've been working sort of in recruitment advertising now for for over twenty for over twenty years, and it's always um, it's always been interesting because it always looks like it's changed, but actually the the fundamentals <laughs> the fundamentals never have. However, I think over the last sort of couple of years, as as technology has been innovations in technology and different ways of, of thinking, I think I think we are seeing we are seeing some change now. So, give me your perspective on how recruitment advertising's evolved in the last couple of years and what impact the technologies you know technologies having so i think historically what has happened is um, uh, we have always looked back and tried to see what worked and what didn't work right it's it's been more like a wait and watch mode right uh, you uh, uh, spend the dollars and we'll see what results came out and it kind of go from there uh, uh, and it was okay to wait right because you had time and there was a cycle of hiring and and and, and staffing going on now the need of the hour is more of on demand, right? I need to staff that location. I need to get these people. I need to do it now, right? Uh, and therefore, there's a lot of uh, palpable nervousness and, 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 and urgency out there in terms of having to, uh, to change the model from towards more for pay for performance, right? I want to drive towards outcome. I want to hire people now, right? It's getting a little bit more in that sense. I think another thing that has changed is um, the world has started looking at job ads a little differently, right? It's not about just a job ad. It's about, is it inclusive? Like, are we, are we actually doing it right? I think the world has changed in the last year and a half, not just because of what happened in pandemic, but if you look at the whole world, uh, uh, it is a lot more uh, diverse and a lot more uh, sensitized to equality. Uh, and uh, And people are just not only looking for a good fit. They're looking for good jobs. Uh, 
you know kind of I, I, how do i say covid has kind of done a reset for all of us and all the things that has happened in the world so i believe that the advertising is, is going to get evolved to drive more towards the outcome and to drive content more differently than it was in the past absolutely and ellie i mean could you sort of pick up on that what how is your strategy to recruitment advertising sort of evolved over the last couple of years are you using more technology what what have you been seeing yeah i think um <laughs> completely lose to what you were saying at the beginning. I joined Atkins as a sourcer, um, gosh, which is over 13 years ago now. And if I think about the landscape then, it's so different than it is now. Um, I think going back then, we were using journals. So we were doing paper advertising. Um, job boards were very much king back then. Um, and then you'd expect people to land on your career site. Um, so I think we've seen a huge shift in the platforms that we use as a result of technology but also in how we go out on those platforms and how we market ourselves as well. So one of our key routes to market at the moment, we don't use job boards. We made a conscious decision other than those that sort of scrape our sites. I won't name them and give them any free publicity. (laughs) But other than those key ones, um, we don't do any paid contracts any longer with job boards because we just weren't seeing the results. So social media is one of our key routes to market. But that's been a bit of a journey for us as well, because we started off advertising jobs on social and very quickly realized that that wasn't going to work. People don't use social media, particularly if you think about channels like Facebook and Instagram, to sit there and look at job descriptions. So for us, it's more about how we create eye-catching collateral that promotes our USPs instead, what stands us out amongst our competitors. And we we hook people in and then make sure we've got the right call to action to take them back to the right places. But, but even across social, I'm seeing technology and what works change. But also, yeah, video is king. Um, like I said about attention spans, it needs to be short video. It needs to be filmed in the right way that it's appropriate for Instagram stories, for example. And I think at the moment, and it, it alludes back to what we were just talking about, you have to be on top of the current trends. It's not always looking back at what did work. It's looking at for your early careers populations, things like TikTok. Instagram Reels, there's new functionality coming with LinkedIn, creating their own story functionality as well. So I think that's it for us with technology. It's making sure that your marketing and your recruitment strategy moves with technology and you don't get left behind. Absolutely. That that makes perfect sense. And it, it kind of makes perfect sense because you are looking for such a very sort of specific, um, specific audience of people and also an audience that I'm, I, I think you probably know very, very well in terms of where they are and what they're, what they're, what they're doing. Um, just sort of moving back to KJ, you talked about looking forward and outcome-based uh, recruitment uh, recruitment advertising. Let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, how should people be using, um, you know, how should people be using data? What's possible in the future? Are we in a position where we can predict hiring outcomes or will we be in that position in, in, before, before too long? Yeah, I think uh, I'd like to deconstruct this uh, so-called very, what everybody believes to be a complex problem, right? It is... Uh, it's not as complex. Uh, uh, talent acquisition, since I remember it, uh, 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 have always known that uh, how many hires do they make on applies, right? Matt, you said one thing that it hasn't really changed, right? Back in the day, when uh, uh, job boards came into the picture, they were being judged on the number of hires they delivered. Now, you can keep on changing the model of paper posting, uh, uh, slots, uh, paper performance, uh, uh, 
proactive, reactive, passive, uh, active, dormant, all of it. But at the end of the day, it's still the hiring outcome or, or what that outcome is defined as. And I believe that, uh, that having always known apply to hire, the job ad tech platforms, right? They've always known what is the click to apply ratios. They've always known uh, how many clicks can happen, right? When I say clicks, I mean, you know, there is a job, right job for everyone in the world. There's no, no wrong quality applicant. It's just not a relevant applicant. I fail to believe, I think it's demeaning to say somebody is not a quality applicant. It is in your eyes, not a quality applicant. So if you are putting the right job in front of the right person, right, you can predict how many clicks to applies would happen. And applies to highs is already known. So I don't think predicting is a difficult thing. In fact, uh, uh, you know, we have a prediction engine. Think of it as more like your campaign planner or your data analyst, right, who can predict uh, the, the clicks to hires. And, and you can give that goal and you kind of get that out of the box. I can see on demand real time. But I think what's more important is when you have to drive to outcomes is how you control what you do, how you constantly optimize, uh, 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 you know, what is going to be important is you have less staff than you had earlier, right? Uh, so are you really optimizing on lesser applies to hires? Uh, because that's an important metric that's going to become uh, uh, an important part of the future planning. And more targeted uh, uh, sources, right? Newer sources, uh, better uh, fit places, right? Uh, if you have to hire diverse uh, candidates, you have to put it in a diversity, you know, sites. And, and we have a very relevant message and a call to action, as Ellie said, right? This, this all has to come together. So that is what is going to improvise. I won't say improvise. That's what you've got to improvise to optimize to your outcomes, Absolutely. And I mean, do you see, just as a quick sort of follow up to you, do you, do you see that happening at the moment? Are there clients that you're working with who are, who are thinking, thinking that way? Well, yes. Yeah. So, so some of the most sophisticated, sophisticated customers in the world who think like marketers are the large customers like Edeco and Runstart, right? Because their the life is this. So they're already there. They're already talking about protection. They already, already moved the needle to that part of it, right? Uh, so I think the key mantra is, do not get fooled by spending more, right? Spend wisely, uh, uh, watch closely and analyze regularly and become better every day. Ellie, I know that your strategy as it's evolved over the years is kind of, you know, more and more, more and more sort of data centric and you um, you kind of really track what's going on and, and make those kind of decisions. I mean, talk, talk us Talk us through how you use data, where you're heading with it and what might be possible in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So we we use the general types of looking back at sources. I think it's KJ had mentioned there and, and seeing what's worked in the past to inform what we do or don't do moving forward. But I think there's there's other data sets that are really important to us that we consider at the moment. Um, I think one of the things that's key is data on the market. So knowing who our competitors are, what they're advertising, how they're advertising, all that data helps us define what I mentioned earlier around our USP. Without that, we're not making intelligent decisions around how we're going to market. Um, like I said, analytics around what's worked in the past, where we've hired from, because um, what worked three years ago is not necessarily going to be right for now, talking about technology evolving. Um, data around our career sites, really important for us. Um, how people land on our career site, what sources refer them there, mapping our candidate journeys, the bounce rate across job descriptions, um, 
understanding what our audience want to see and being able to personalize that towards them is also really, really important. And and I think moving forward, we're going to see that continue to evolve. Um, I've no doubt that technology will exist that's going to support that data collection where we'll be able to predict the outcome of a campaign, timescales to recruit more accurately. But I think what's also really interesting is that as as market trends evolve, how we as humans behave changes so frequently as well. So you've, you've got to be set up as an organisation to constantly evolve with the market and data. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. I think that um, yeah, everyone's media consumption habits are, are, are changing all the time, and they're gonna they're they're gonna cha- they're gonna change again as um, we come out of come out of the the situation we're in now, and people start commuting, and some people start going back to the office. Things are gonna change again. Um, I just want to talk a bit about um, target audiences and segmentation and and targeting because one of the things that I find whenever I'm talking to anyone about. Uh, recruitment marketing and well, recruitment advertising and, and how to do it. Understanding your target audience just seems to come up time and time and time again. Um, sort of sticking with Ellie because you, you know you I know you know a lot about your target audience. I mean, how how have you got to that position with with understanding what they do and and what would you like to be able to do in terms of targeting in the in the future if you could if you could sort of wave a magic wand and and do anything? Yeah, I think. Having a steady stream of recruiting for similar disciplines helps with that. And that's what's helped us build up an understanding and knowledge of our audience. Um, And it is so important to be able to target your messaging in the right way to meet the right people. One of the things we do quite a lot of is paid advertising across platforms like LinkedIn. And that allows us to be able to segment demographically, um, but also so we can look at occupation, but also to look at people geographically. And I think the analytics that come off the back of that, where we can see how many people are viewing our advert, how many people are clicking them, which organizations are engaging with our content, allows us then to be able to segment, right, these are the type of people that are interested. If the type of people we want to recruit aren't interested in the collateral we're sharing, it shows us something fundamentally wrong in the messaging that we're putting out externally. So it it does at the beginning of anything like this, it's always a little bit of trial and error. And we've gone to market with campaigns that haven't worked and haven't attracted the type of people that we want to either. Um, But it's also and I don't want to keep going back to market trends and things changing, but you also have to look at some of what's important to those individuals outside of the fundamentals of the jobs and the skills. So if I think psychographic, um, for example, one of the things we're focusing on this year is um, net zero, for example. And we know for our early careers population how important it is for them to work for an organisation that's sustainable, it's got social value, it's got this commitment to being you know, carbon neutral as well. So we think about how we promote what we do within an organisation to that external audience to hook them in in that way. Um, but it's, it's really important to be able to segment your audience because you can be so much more strategic as well. Um, and a CRM, so candidate relationship management tools, help massively with that as well. When you can sort current and future talent into pipelines and pools and you can tailor your messaging and the recruitment marketing that goes out to them. And again, use the analytics to, to measure that, that helps you understand your audience. So KJ, moving that moving that question over to you, you're obviously working in a different landscape with lots of different clients who um, are targeting often multiple audiences 
services and all those all those sort of things. Um, traditionally, recruitment advertising, regardless of what it said, has hasn't been hasn't been very targeted. I mean, how, how's that changing? How do you work with your clients on targeting and segmentation, and and what's likely to be possible in the future? So, I think uh, there are two types of uh, segmentation. One is a job segmentation, and second is a publisher segmentation or the source segmentation. So the job segmentation, we don't rely on what we get uh, in the jobs we get, right? We don't rely on uh, uh, the recruiters at large out there and how they're segmenting jobs. Uh, I've seen campaigns where an accountant and a nurse and a driver were in the same campaign, right? Uh, you can't you can't run that campaign, right? So so what we do is uh, uh, we we ground up build our technology to kind of make sense of those job titles and which category they belong to, to kind of put the right jobs together in the right job groups or ad groups. Uh, so that is sophistication on the job segmenting. And then we have known over a period of time, which specific title works best for which job. So now if, an, if a new job comes in, not only are we segmenting it right, but we also know that this job title works best. And this next job title has about 90% relevance to that. And this is how it's going to play out. So we kind of automatically populate the jobs and, and allow for the A-B testing to happen, right? Like, oh, this title works better than this title and, 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 and in this market and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, I, was, I, was, I can give you hundreds of examples right now, but we have even learned from our customers who have done things like, you know, uh, like a guaranteed bonus for delivery drivers would be something that will improve your conversion rate overnight to 30 40%. Uh, uh, whereas uh, talking about how great your driving seat is going to be when you're a truck driver and you're looking at a job, right? That's when the person spends 90% of his time could again be a game changer in terms of messaging, right? So that's a job segmenting and job messaging uh, part of it, right? Um, the second is the publishers of uh, uh, segmentation. Now, consumer advertising is maybe very sophisticated and job advertising uh, is not. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the sophistication cannot come in how we work on it. So uh, maybe the sophistication is as simple as looking at all the sources next to each other, whether it is slots, paid postings, or display advertising, proactive reach, whatever that is, into one place and seeing the results and making a business case why something works and accordingly spend your money wisely. So, so I think the segmentation has to happen on both ends. And I would say the last thing, which is, we all have higher data. We all have data of relevant applications. And you can go back in your history and see 10 years and see which are those applicants. Uh, use a live RAM kind of technology, upload that data, anonymize it, and find lookalike audiences. And there's so many out there, right? Two-thirds of the world population are not in the job search ecosystem. They are not on the job wood ecosystem. Just look at the math of how much indeed LinkedIn has, has out there. And you're only playing in, you're fishing in that small little pond. So un learn from your own data, put this out there. And that's why what we do is we try to always suggest to our customers that the display advertising, the right content kind of makes a lot of difference. The right messaging, the right outreach makes a world of difference. Absolutely. I, I think that's so interesting about what's the thing that makes the difference. Is it talking about the seat or talking about the the bonus and i think that maybe 
maybe we learn from the past here because if we go back 20 30 years um when we we're advertising jobs in in newspapers um you had a limited amount of space so you had to really think about what were the benefits that were gonna um gonna flip people and and, and now theoretically you've got infinite space in a, in a in a job ad and um maybe that art form's lost and i think if we add that into the data of knowing uh, what it is that that tips that i think that's i think that's really interesting um so yeah, sorry. I'll just just stick with you. I mean, just in terms of that sort of that content and that messaging, you know, give give us a few more thoughts, and then I'll kind of ask Ellie the same question. I think I think back in the day, Matt, when you talk about 20, 30 years back, and trust me, I'm not that old. <laughs> I started working a little early. Uh, I think it was more of a recruitment marketing function then than it is today, right? When you had to put an ad out there, you have to really think about messaging. You have to think about what the, what resonates with the user, and you are putting a lot of dollars that you cannot come back, that you cannot optimize for. So to kind of what Ali was saying, right, that time visual was the key. Again, guys, the, the video is the key, right? Uh, 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 are you able to say the right message? Are you able to be in front of the right person when the person is willing to listen to your message, right? Don't put a message in front of a person at a time when the person is not interested in looking at the message. Anyway, there's a, there's a whole... Pandora's box I can open on it, so I'll just stay away from that. <laughs> no, fair enough. Ellie, coming back to coming back to you and sort of asking that same question about content and storytelling. What are your thoughts on it? I know you've kind of alluded to alluded to it a little bit already. Yeah, I think um the storytelling and how that links back to your employee brand is is so important. Um last year really taught us the importance of showcasing and and building your employee brand, regardless of external influences. Um, in the pand- pandemic, we maintained our brand despite having no vacancies that we were advertising. We showcased how employees were dealing with the new situation, working from home, how they're supporting each other, the different measures we put in place. Um, so I think content now, if you're going to grab your audience's attention in the right way, needs to feel real and authentic. And I think that's the key. Um, about not just shouting about what you do, um, but the, the people that do it, the internal members of staff who can tell that story for you as well. Um, we've got an LVP we created last year, which was created by our staff at all levels across the business. And it genuinely showcases what it's like to work here and our culture and all the content we then share externally across social and all different channels then links into those cultural elements that we showcase there. So it's about not taking ourselves too seriously with our content, um, whether it's our film collateral or we let a lot of our staff take over our Instagram stories, for example, so they can tell in a really authentic manner what is a day in a life like. Um, we're also in the process of thinking about pulling together an ambassador program so our staff can really become the voice of our organisation because I think they sell it an awful lot better than a corporate projecty feely type post that we could put out there. Absolutely. So we are we are almost out of time, which is unbelievable, but is a testament to the the quality of, of discussion that, that's going on here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one final question, and Ellie, I'll ask you I'll ask you first, which is what is the what does the future look like? Sort of specifically from from where you're sitting within Atkins, what in terms of your recruitment advertising, what does what does the next sort of couple of years look like for you? Yeah, I think for us, and I've, I've mentioned this already, we're about to implement a CRM. And I think the automated nature of some of the recruitment marketing that we can do through that CRM um, will make a massive difference to how we build relationships with external talent. Because you're not just talking about people that are you know, already engaged with us. You're talking about building 
pipelines of talent that um, that might not be interested right now for the future. So that's a big one for us. I think the whole EDI message and inclusivity is going to be so important with how we position ourselves moving forward. So it's not just on social. Uh, one of our big things at the moment is making sure that everything is inclusive and accessible to everybody. So our social posts all have the correct alt tags. We've got a, a really nice partnership with an organization called Recite Me, who have a tool on our career site, which means that regardless of whether it's a visible or a hidden disability, everybody has equal access to all of our content. And I think that's going to be so important moving forward if you're going to have equality in your recruitment process and attraction process. Thank you. KJ, your final thoughts. What is the what does the future of recruitment advertising look like from 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 where you're standing? I'll pick up from where Ellie left and then kind of add my few cents to it. Um, I think uh, and I, I actually I will change it. I believe that uh, Removing gender biases, uh, making your content more inclusive uh, is, is something that everybody has to go to. Right? We, we have that built into a technology. We allow that to happen. And I think everybody will move from nice to have to a must have requirement as far as that is concerned. Uh, the number two is uh, that I think employers or hiring managers uh, or staffing agencies will have to go deeper now. Right. Uh, they will they will get to live in the data. They will have to live in the data they, because the, the needle is going to move to outcome-driven uh, 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 solutions and expectations. So uh, just, just that is going to become very, very interesting because you are going to, when you go deeper in the data, you're going to demand transparency. No more opaque blind networks, right? You're going to want to see which works, what does not work, right? Uh, uh, and I would say at the last but not the least, I think, uh, the difference between the technology platform and the services will become clearer, right? Right now, it's all muffled up, right? Uh, uh, where there is a consulting shops, right? Like how Deloitte existed uh, in, in the world for SAP as a technology. I think that's what is going to evolve in this industry. This is what I kind of see is happening. And and, and the, the implementation consulting shops will become experts and technology will become experts in what they do. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much, both of you so much for your uh, for your insights there. Uh, for everyone listening, this is a this is a this is the kind of theme we're going to carry on um, in our next panel in about 15 minutes time, which is on the future of a recruitment marketing. Uh, but in the meantime, Ellie KJ, thank you so much for, for joining us. If you could uh, turn your mics and uh, your, your screens off and I I will invite Peter back to the the Zoom stage to take us through the, the next thing. Thanks, Matt. My thanks to Ellie and KJ and also all of the team at TA Tech. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.